and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, the special light duo edition. Um, and I'm joined today by Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hello, Matt. How are you going? Not too bad. And we're also joined, just to hit it off at the pass, by no one else. So it's just the two of us. So yeah, it should be interesting. It's a it's a it's a tight tight five edition, compact, yeah. no nonsense, powerful. Pretty much, no for, no fucking around, zero fucking. Around. Minimal ball handling skill. Yeah. Oh fuck! Did you see that clip? There was a clip that of a club club prop where they're like, he hasn't touched the ball in 11, 11, yeah, 11 just... months. He catches and like does like a sixty meter break, like even <laughs> steps a dude and throws a dummy. Yeah, but I was a bit disappointed by the tackling there, like. No, look, I mean, it's club level, but still. Yeah, I guess. You know, like, also, if, to be honest, if a guy's running at me and he weighs 30 kgs more than me and I'm not getting paid. No, no, like, definitely. I'm slipping the tackle. I'm not putting both shoulders into it. Yeah, I would definitely pretend to prop step me instead of trying to tackle a 140 kg prop, let's say that. At full speed. Yeah, at, at full tilt. But... Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's jump right into the news there. Um, trying to think which one's... What's the most interesting? Did you see Achir's name? I mean, what we were making fun of Achir's name on being, being the one to give away a twenty point or twenty one point. Well, yeah. Well, this is what we were saying because we watched that video, which I don't know why it was released about eight months ago, but for some reason it was it was trending on our group. Yeah. With basically how Maria Toje just constant like Faf just kind of got in his head and he just like let the game go, and we were just saying how. There are certain players. So, the, the, in the context of this, this was from the the England tour to South Africa, where England were there. Eighteen. Yeah, they were twenty-one-three up after like twenty minutes, and then they just by half time, I think South Africa was in the lead already. Yeah, we were in the lead, and then we held it. Yeah. That video only shows like the first half as well, because clearly nothing happened in the second half. Yeah, the second just, half was crazy as well. Second half was just clearly Northern Hemisphere rugby. Oh, that was a really good game though, but yeah. Um, we were talking about it was quite an interesting little thing saying players that you just don't really want on the field if you have a lead a 21 point lead specifically yeah specifically at 20 and we came up with essentially every lock like it, it, uh, who did we have we had Itoje Itoje Bucky's Arches Neymar I think that was just about it Thomas Lavanini was another one that came up. Yeah. So basically, any teams listening out there, any coaches, I know coaches listen to this for tips. If you are exactly 21 points in the lead, just pull your locks just pull- and, play, and play with 13 men. Mm-hmm. Or alternately, just put, I don't know, like wings there. Because wings never cost a game. They're not important enough. Yeah. That being said, there's a dream opportunity for Munster. Uh, apparently, so after winning a line-out and stealing uh, quite a good steal for himself, Arches Neyman this weekend, fucked up his knee and he's had to go in for st- scans and they're actually quite quite worried that it might be quite a bit of a severe injury and he might have to miss out some time. Yeah, no, I, I saw the sort of the, the aftermath of this. It's, it's not ideal. It's kind of like... Because he was sitting um, on the side, quite pain, in pain, grimacing quite a lot of that game. Yeah, and he's... But you never know, like, you know, sometimes... Like, I guess it all depends on, like, the grade of the tear. And, yeah. Because, you know, say something like a dead leg hurts like fuck, but, you know, you you Be can back. play in three days time. Yeah. But say something like, I don't know, like a cruciate 
tear or whatever probably doesn't hurt as much, but you're out for a lot longer sort of thing. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, best of luck to him, but also best case scenario apparently for Munster. Why best case for them? Because they're not going to lose any games now that he's out. He's not going to cost any 21 points. Yeah, true. But that's only if they have a 21-point lead. Yeah, true. So, oh, it's going to be difficult. It is, it is quite a... It does kind of show these things because I presume he didn't come cheap because he must be one of the most kind of desirable locks Like, it's world, tricky. But... I think he must be, but also he was bomb squad lock, eh? Yeah, but come on. Like, at provincial level, he's a fucking beast. Human. Yeah, I mean, and remember the the, the human highlights reel that he was in uh, top, yeah. top league in Japan. Yeah, so, no, but I mean, like, it's kind of like, I don't know, buying a new car and crashing it out the showroom kind of thing. Yeah, because like. it's literally his first hit out for them, and I don't even think <laughs> yeah. he lasted 10 minutes. Yeah, but apparently the, the jump, the lifters basically dropped it. Ah, oh, classic, classic lifters. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I'm just going to point out. Apparently, the French are shit at social distancing. There's articles and photos about the top 14. They had a warm-up match between La Rochelle and Toulouse on Saturday, and they were capped at 5,000 in the stadium. Wait, what spe- specifically? Which stadium was it? The Stade Armandie in Argonne. I don't know if it's a big one. It looks big in the pictures. It's, it's got a bit of a roof over the stands. But they closed off like a lot of chunks of the stands. So people would like technically forced to sit on top of each other. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know like how I don't know if I really understand. So they are um, not buying into our oil barrel system that yeah. we've already proposed. Yeah, like it's it's really it's not I don't know, like it just seems like people just think this is over because they're bored with it yeah. Which, oh, I don't know like... it's ridiculous though because everyone all the photos everyone's in masks but just like shoulder to shoulder yeah what do you I don't know you, you wonder if you're actually in like like now Matt if you got a, if you got tickets to a Western Province game or a Kings game or whatever would you go well not in the next two weeks because I'm actually actually isolating for the like hard isolating for the next two weeks in my house because because um, my partner might need to go to the hospital for for a friend to help a friend out. So we've got to, in case that happens, we've got to then just make sure to get tested in two weeks' time. Oh, okay. So so you deliberately yeah, kind of... deliberately doing it in preparation of worst case. Oh, that's very yeah conscientious of you. Yeah. Well done, Matt. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, so this weekend was a lot of like bulk buying of dry goods and shit again. So 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 you're on you're on a self-imposed level five. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Respect. Yeah. And then I think let's let's lean that into our my self-imposed level five to the nationally imposed level two in New Zealand, being a massive influence and a deterrent on the North versus South game which there are two options. I think it's now set for the 6th of September, but it's going to be played behind closed doors at this rate. And without the Blues players. And without the Blues and without any support staff that would have, been, would have come from Auckland as well. So if there are any assistant coaches or whatever, that would be there. And they wanted it to be in Eden Park, which is also 
obviously in Auckland. So now, okay. they, now they had to source another small. So they decided a smaller venue on the South Island could be fun and good for them, but it's oh. going to be such a financial knock that they're not even sure that it's worth it. And to push it back to after level two, sorry, 6th of September is when their level two status is either going to get lifted or extended. And if they wait until that announcement, they're going to be cutting into Mitre 10, which they promised they wouldn't do. That because this is essentially, as Alex said, this is essentially just a trial for the All Blacks coaching staff. But it is a bit, because obviously Mitre 10 now, it's not, you know, they're not like purely, it's not like all the Crusaders play for Canterbury and mm. all the whatever. So they go back to like their seed provinces essentially yeah but um, i mean like there's some say like severis plays for tasman or whatever yeah. or, uh, or, as we, as, or as we can drop now i suppose kieran Ree's going to be playing for counties manukau by the looks of it yeah well no but this, this is what i'm saying like the, the, they, for Christchurch, they, they say the blues kind of squad if you want yeah they, they probably spread out over like five or six mitre mitre 10 cup teams yeah and so so then you, so so they they can't. So the Blues players just can't can't play. Yeah, they can't play, and though there are most probably understandably teams as well from the teams in Auckland. Obviously, have players from outside Auckland possibly playing for them, that also can't get to their teams. Yeah, like like that's the thing. Like I don't even know if if my is going to happen there. Yeah, and so that's the big thing now that because part of the trial, part of the part of the okay for the north and south was it wasn't supposed to overlap at all with Mitre Ten, and the Mitre Ten teams were then going to have their All Blacks play for them because which is a, much like our Curry Cup actually, it was no. a massive selling point that this season the All Blacks would be playing for them their teams because they're normally playing test matches at the same time as Mitre 10. Yeah. So it was, so it's quite a, people are quite upset about it apparently. But yeah, so we'll see if this, but yeah, as I think I brought it up and I think had if Alex were here, he'd be a bit more upset about the thing existing and that, but, and happy that it sounds like it's dead in the water now. The what? The, the North versus South game, not Mitre 10. Yeah. Alex is so anti-North versus South game, eh? Yeah, no, he wants... What does he want? Uh, uh, he wants a possibles versus probables. Yeah, or so what, what is it? Like first first, first forwards, second backs versus second forwards, first backs, essentially. Yeah, he wants basically a trials game. Trials trials. Which is what this is supposed to be this, this for all be intense it. purposes just, as well. But it's just the teams get shuffled a bit differently. It's not like a pure... Yeah. You know, but, oh, whatever, Alex. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, so as I said, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know, like, New Zealand is very sensible. So, I can't see them sort of taking any kind of risk on this because I think they've seen, yeah, they've seen the other side of COVID as well. They've seen the good life that happens when you're COVID free. So, I think they'll be very keen to sort of kill the thought. Yeah, I as think as quickly as they can. And then, yeah, I think the state will very much prioritize ending. COVID again rather than opening up jumping jumping the gun a little early like much other places have yeah or, or like I guess it two sort of things because if you just like or I guess like Europe at the moment 
they just like oh fuck it whatever it's at a it's at an acceptable level let's just live our lives like who cares that's difficult like i think europe can get away with it new zealand being so small i think they they're slightly more susceptible to it yeah but i also think europe has a good healthcare system like they can just say oh like your chances are they've got essentially the spare beds yeah Hmm. but yeah um let's see after that like we said kieran reed playing for counties manukau which is actually quite interesting why didn't he play for the crusaders then because he was so he came back from he he was in japan he was in japan he came back so i assume he didn't he just didn't have a crusaders contract and they just didn't write one for or much he must probably pulled what brody retallick did when they asked brody to come back and he said nah fuck fuck that i'm on holiday now and i wouldn't be surprised if kieran also said that yeah, but it's weird that then he would choose to play for county's manacle now yeah so apparently it's not necessarily way brought is oh yeah so they're using the word rejoining county's manacle even after i think playing for canterbury most of the time as well i can't imagine he played a lot of oh he signed team. signed with them in 2017 and was re- registered yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like these oaks, like if you have a guy like Kieran Reed, it's like no, you just he's not going to play that much. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm just skimming now. He was definitely yeah. So he's he's also by the sounds of it, that's actually where he li- lives, like in that area. So he's literally like home base talent now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe they'll get a, a salary cap exemption for him. Yeah, he lives in the town, so it's fine. Homegrown talent. Yeah. And a and a carbon um, a carbon credits exemption because he can ride his bicycle to to practice practice unless it's raining but hopefully they just ignore that yeah no, fair enough and then other New Zealand players I saw headlines for uh, Dane Coles says I'm just going to keep doing it as a response to being voted the biggest grub by his fellow teammates in New Zealand. Okay. So yeah. he's so yeah. Uh, I gave the article a quick skip. He's happy to have this, this title. stigma, <laughs> stigma, this title. If you, because, because okay. no, but you know, you know that saying like, um, "Best liar you know is not the best liar you know." Yeah. It's a it's a similar sort of concept where the dirtiest player is probably someone who you actually don't think is dirty. Yeah. Because like, because like, once you sort of, because as soon as you attract the stigma, then you know refs are after you, other players are after you. Like you're never going to really get away with anything that dodgy. So but are we calling you... Damon McKenzie the dirtiest player in Super Rugby? Yeah, I'm willing to say that uh, Tion Falcon is the dirtiest player in Super Rugby. Like, no, but he's playing. He's the... playing Curry Cup First Division now for the Eagles. Remember, or did you not see that tweet? Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought he's playing for the Falker. No, I mean, Falker, Falker have disbanded, don't forget, they bankrupt. Oh, oh yeah. Is this what triggered our whole conversation about the Griffins? Um, that the Falker went bankrupt, yeah. Because then, 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 then we were just trying to decide if the Griffins counted as a predatory bird. And we agreed they do. Yeah, because if you cut off the line, you've still got a whole bird. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we've established this. Um, okay, yeah. So, so that, that's sort of my theory on dirty players, like, the dirtiest players aren't the ones you think are dirty. Like, like I bet you Victor was actually dirtier than Bucky's. I'm sure he was. 
Yeah. So, did you know? So apparently, Geordie Barrett came third for biggest grub. So it was Coles, Retallick, and then Barrett. Like, how do you do grubby stuff if you're not on a rack? Like that's what I want to know. That's how I'm, I'm really impressed that at fullback he's managed to like be a pest. Yeah, yeah like like that's that's Does an he, achievement. I, he must just but constantly I mean, bash like. Just but constant I mean, sledging from the from But I the mean, like, you're just yelling at the top of his voice. Hey, you prick. Yeah, you prick in the rack. You're a prick. Uh, no. But yeah, so on the tail end, Coles got also the third most respected player behind Sam Kane and Retallick. So Retallick's sort of the middle spot of the oh, grubbiest oh, and the most respected. Always, always, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Huh? Pretty much. Yeah, but, so, but yeah. I just had a weird. I just had a weird image of Brody Retallick in a wedding dress. I mean, I reckon he could pull it off. It's tall enough. Models are tall. It wouldn't look too terrible, as it's long as Brody. he shaves. As long as he shaves. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this the Sam Kane narrative. Like, I think they try to like. They're trying to I just think, justify him being made, captain. I think they made a mistake making Sam Kane captain, and now they try to like. Uh, like post facto sort of created like an aura around him very much i think very much so because don't forget i mean this is the same man who i think he was injured for like almost 12 months with a broken neck because he tried to clear a ruck with his head no, like, like i'm not i'm not doubting his i'm doubting his decision making it... abilities on that move yeah like I don't, I don't know like i think it was a mistake just making just declaring him captain where like you don't really know if he's the best in his position even yeah because i mean who have they got now he's six or seven i always forget in new zealand he is well he's a he's a fetcher yeah so he's six i think six for them. There, yeah. So, yeah but i mean Boshi has been no, no 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 he's he's seven because yeah, richie mccall is seven sorry um yeah but i mean like Boshi is coming up Hardy can theoretically play there. Yeah. They got all these good loose forwards actually coming through. Like, and then you're sort of wondering, like, do you want to be stuck with Sam Kane? And he's also he's not like you know, he's not super it's not like he can play anywhere else as well. Yeah, no, that's pretty much his role right now. Yeah. Oh shit. Remember that list I said of all of all blacks who have contracts ending in twenty twenty one? Yeah. Sam Kane's no, on it. You mentioned that off air, but... Sorry, did I mention that off air? Yeah. Sorry, I'll just open it up. On, on that note. Yeah, on that note, let's see. Twenty twenty, who's who's missing names here? Gareth Evans, Luke Jacobson, Via Fafita, Atumoli, Angus Tavo. So those are Jack Goodyear's out of contract right now, actually. It's the only one worth it. And then 2021, there's going to be a lot of re-signings. Cody Taylor, Dane Coles, Asafa Amoa, Nathan Harris, Ofa Tuanga Fasi, Carl Tuanga Kafe, Shannon Frizzell, Sam Kane, Ardi Sevier, Akira Yawani, Aaron Smith, TJ Piranara, Brad Weber, Tay Taroa, Tarawangi, Bryn Hall, Ngani Lamape, David Avili, Damien McKenzie, Braden Enno. So there's an all-black side, essentially, that needs yeah, signing. I think sort of kind of practice says there that two years before a World Cup, 
I reckon close to 50% of them will go. Yeah, definitely, because they know they know they know if they're going to play in that World Cup or not, and then they'll cash in rather. Yeah, but even even if you if you're a guy like Cody Taylor, you could probably still go for a year and come back and make the World Cup. Mm, yeah, the problem is they've fetishized Cole. So if Cole stays and stays fit for that year and doesn't get injured, you're going to struggle yeah, Cole, to get back. Cole's in. a good injured. Don't worry, he'll just grub out. He'll probably be banned for just grubbing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tweet to Anton Leonard Brown and Braden Enor signed contracts now for 2023. Yo, I, I don't like. Yo, this isn't the kind of, not just in sport, but this isn't the kind of time in your life where you want to be out of contract. Eh? Yeah. It's a weird one that Jack Goodyear is currently out of contract, actually. But I presume that's by choice. Yeah, but I wonder if he's. I don't know. Oh, I like this. Josh Iwani unknown unknown so we don't know if we don't know what his contract is right now (laughs) a mystery maybe maybe he's pure freelance he gets paid by the hour oh that's maybe why they put him on the bench so much (laughs) (laughs) save on match fees (laughs) just get like five minutes worth of it be like oh fuck that was expensive five minutes yeah that's definitely yeah I do I do that at work when uh when like a client says me something and I know it's gonna be like so much admin, I just say, You do know I have to charge my hourly rate for this and they always say, Oh don't worry, it's fine. Don't yeah, do no, it. no look. Definitely uh, that is the move. Or if you get a client walk in and you're like mine was yeah, okay, look, we're gonna ask you for a deposit of five thousand at least and and then they're just like, Okay, whoa, 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 never mind. We haven't had the first consultation yet. Yeah, I we, we do that with dodgy clients. We have a it's like a K, it's like a KYC, um, like a KYC bundle. Yeah. And you're like, listen, before before you're on board, we need a three thousand dollars non-refundable deposit to check you out. Like Ooh. when a client's dodgy, and they always walk. Eh? Yeah, no, like that one's my favorite. That's my, when you really don't feel like the appointment when they're phoning, and you're like, no, no, it's fine, and and I just want proof of payment before I can even see you at the consultation. And then no. yeah, you don't see it. Oh no, no, but like it's. It's, it's a filter though cause... yeah it really is because fuck this shit, shit but anyway speaking of filters no that's a terrible segue because I wanted to talk about Scott Robinson speaking of filters full won the budget league who won Super Rugby Aratoa Scott Robinson who didn't win the all black coaching job not Scott Robinson <laughs> Scott Robinson so what's he trying to do so I've, I feel like I want to play Razor Ramon, I'm gonna try and see if I can find a good edit of Razor Ramon's theme music and just underplay, under like let play it as a backing track to this whole segment. Because I feel like this is Scott Robinson, Robertson's or other other nickname Razor's big heel turn, where he's now the bad guy. He apparently, shortly after losing out to Foster for the All Blacks gig, um, shot Gatlin a WhatsApp to see if. Gatlin would be willing to have Robertson on his Lions coaching staff. Which, I mean, is most probably the best move Robertson could have done. Because it's, I think there's an article here just lambasting NZR for not picking, for picking Foster over Robert, for sticking to their system in place that you take the assistant coach and then da da da. And yeah. ignoring Robertson, essentially, and making him look stupid. No, like, I, I really don't. Because also, also, it shows like, what's, what's the, what's the point? 
Yeah, well, that's essentially what, what they're what, highlighting for Robertson. Is like, what's that, the point of him sticking around? That he's done. He's exceeded. He stayed in New Zealand, and he's take. He's exceeded every expectation. Hmm. And what? And what? What does? What does he get for this? What's his reward? Yeah, exactly. So, I think yeah, the Lions gig is a good step in the right direction, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him international coach somewhere. Like, because I, I mean, how Eddie Jones's contracts is probably still going, but England would love him. Uh, I think he's a bit flamboyant yeah. for England. Do you think so? Because I reckon, I reckon England would love to take him yeah. because as a as a coach, he must probably has a good shot. I mean, if you go coach for coach, he's must probably got the best shot at taking your team to beat New Zealand. Which is, I think, uh, at I, test I level, at like first first division test level, is probably your best bet. I was I was honestly so keen for for Rassi, for him to replace Rassi. Ooh. Like um, how, how how much of it, like a coup would have that been? That would have been like a coup here and in fucking New Zealand. Fuck, it would have been amazing to watch. There would be blood. There would be blood in the streets. No, no, People would be angry that online. Yeah, you couldn't log on to. You still wouldn't be able to log on to Twitter. From the and then, then you just say no, no. Well, whatever you guys didn't want him, why can't we have him? Yeah. And then you and then with Scott Robinson, with that's like we'll we'll dick on New Zealand then. No, imagine like, that that's a huge, huge call by Ben. Ben, Put my cards on the table. If Scott Robinson coached South Africa, South Africa would clean up the. I assume. I assume his first pick would be Trevor Nyakane, just so that the two of them could like dance off after every win. Just sort of have a dance battle between each other on the halfway line everywhere. <laughs> and here it comes. No, I'd like honestly, I, I do think that because it, it does come, it's because you know everything's a bit political at its core, really. Yeah, well, that's and, what they yeah, that's what they try and highlight without saying in the article. Yeah, and do, doing something like that would have really. I know, it would have thrown the cat amongst the pigeons. I think it would have really got under New Zealand's skin as well. Yeah. And kind of, if someone like Rassi is saying, I want this guy, then suddenly it makes New Ze- it would make New Zealand think, oh, oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, because yeah. Rassi is, I think, yeah, probably the most insightful or analytical of those sort of director rugby minds right now. Yeah. But on, if Scott Robinson's involved with the Lions, I'm worried. Because then he's going to try and fight for... Because by the sounds of it, then you'll also want, definitely want to try and get a, a rematch match against New Zealand just so that he can beat the job that you didn't get. But also, yeah, for I, us. I, I'm not, I really think that's super disrespectful to South Africa. I think so too, but. Wanting that. Well, it's not like a, it's not a rematch. It's just a, it's just a match because, you know, it's four years down the line. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like Sonny Paul Williams is going to be there. Yeah, what they're gonna get Sonny Ball like back? No, like it's stupid. And also, like if they do it before the tour, the lines won't be because you know they take a while to kind of mm. gain any cohesion. Yeah. But then if they play it after the tour, then they're just gonna be exhausted. Like it's stupid. But um, but I, I yeah I think because obviously Gatlin has proven herself a fucking useless coach. 
Yeah. Oh, and uh, actually, I, I'm loath to say this, but uh, Wales are actually the most talented rugby nation on earth. And now Gatlin's not holding them back. They're probably going to succeed on multiple levels. Nice, yeah. Ben. Um, I think this is your bigger core. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wales to win uh, the next three World Cups. There we go. There, that seems a fair call to make. I don't think anyone spat their, their tafel out at the screen after hearing that. <laughs> Squid's going wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. Let's look at one of the World Cups that Wales are going to win. And that's the Russian 2027 bid. So, info that has leaked. They won a 24-team Rugby World Cup. Six pools of four. A round of 16. 14 venues in 13 cities, average capacity of about 47,000 people. Kicking it off just for you, Ben, Russia versus Scotland in Siberia with the final in Moscow. So those are the bullet points. And then there's the fine print if you want. The fine print. So this is, I think, only because Putin's involved. So he said there'll be no no requirement for visas for visiting supporters. And there's going to be free in, free travel, intercity train travel for ticket holders, for Rugby World Cup ticket holders. That's really that, that's really good. Like, um, it is the kind of thing that countries should push. It is, a, it is if there are two bids that are quite close, it is the kind of thing that can seal it. And as a fan, it's something you really want to see. Because I think, I think, to be honest, a lot of fans are probably a bit skeptical about going to Russia. Yeah. Well, if they win. if Russia wins the bid, I think a lot of fans will kind of be umming and awing. And this is the kind of thing that could sort of push it in their favor. Because I mean, because yeah, especially the traveling. Because I mean, we would, I discussed it because we were talking about it with my partner, and she's like, she would go to Russia, but there's so much traveling involved there that the fact that they're offering it for free is not a, not a bad way to like take a take a partner with as like a sneaky holiday. Yeah, well, I do think like or any World Cup, you've sort of got to make a like everyone going to Japan, like everyone was making a trip of it. No one was just going for the know, rugby, yeah. Going. But yeah, but Japan's yeah. easy because it's like three hours from one end to the other. Yeah, a little bit more. Oh, it, was still... bigger, it was bigger than we thought. Remember, we actually saw pictures. Like it's quite long. Yeah, it's long. It's north south is very far. Yeah, but yeah. across you can uh, probably throw a good cricket. Your arm can probably get a cricket ball across it, Ben. No, I broke my elbow when I was 13, so oh, I don't fuck. have much of a whip anymore. Okay, no, I, can still, I can still get it in from the boundary, but I can't, you know, really, you know, like fuzz one like 70, 80 meters anymore. Okay, no fair. Sorry. Yeah, you made me relive some trauma, man. My bad. I didn't mean to bring that up. Please don't cry on air. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's very devastating. But yeah, I think... Um, what? Yeah, but I think yeah, I think it's it's good incentive, and I think it should almost become a, the norm with World Cups. That just yeah. obviously there is a risk, I guess, if you have one in England and you let a whole lot of people in without visas, they might just stay. I think it's it won't be without visa. It must probably be like uh, where be you, like you'll get that the, you'll the get World that Cup, entry tourist visa. visa sort of thing. Yeah, because you'll have to have have a ticket, obviously, to qualify for it. Yeah, but as a as a future Mauritian passport holder, this does not concern me because Mauritian passport has visa-free entry into Russia. Okay, congrats. No, it's the it's got visa-free entry into America, 
Schengen Zone, UK, Russia, and China. Jesus. And it's the, it's the only passport in the world that has that. Why? I suppose it's... All, I of them will come, they, all of them come to you guys for tax no, shit. I think because they just know they come to they come on holiday basically, and they're like they're like, well, do you want your? And they're like, no, we don't want to like have a visa to go on holiday to Mauritius. So they're like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, Back we forward. don't get what he's done. Yeah, like, it's oh, reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah, f- fair enough. So, yeah, I don't know. Did we mention that during the last World Cup, Lesotho has reciprocal visa rights with Japan? Really? Yeah. I looked it up when I went to go visit a long time, a while back when I went to go, when I went over, I looked it up for getting my visa and they're like, oh, countries that don't need a visa, Lesotho, <laughs> which makes fuck all sense. How do you think they did that? Because I mean, you've got to land an essay to get to Lesotho in any event. Yo, Lesotho, sorry, I confused them. Yo, Lesotho is the one that's like landlocked by South Africa. Yeah, Lesotho is the one smack bang in the middle of SA. Swazi is the one yeah. in the corner between SA and You know, I've never been to either. I'm a bad South African. Yeah, well, now you're in Mauritius. It's even more difficult. Yeah, I'm even worse South African now. I'm, I'm in Mauritius. Now you're one of them expats. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. I complain and I buy overpriced things at the supermarket so I can live my South African lifestyle in a non-South African country. Yeah, then so I complain about the price of things. So you buy like Mrs. Balls on a mortgage? No, Mrs. Balls isn't that expensive, yeah. Okay. How much is Mrs. Balls in South Africa? I'm so out of touch. What, like 40 odd rand? I don't know. I haven't bought Mrs. Mrs. Balls in a while. Uh, yeah, I just know that's the one that expats always buy. They're super, about, super excited about, to see a Mrs. Balls. About, it's about 50, uh, 50 rand, yeah. So. Tracks, I think. Yeah, I think it's But anyway, um, the one point that got the numbers guys, so Ant and Alex specifically upset, was obviously the round of 16, cutting yeah. 2014s to 16. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit kind of gimmicky, because it also... Uh, so what, it starts out with... Four, 24 teams? So, so, so it's four, four pools of six? No, it's six pools of four. Six pools of four. Yeah. So it, and then, then it's going to be the top two and then four wild cards? Yeah. So four, four of the best third place. So two pools are only going to sit, push through two teams and four pools will push through three teams. Okay. I can't, I, well, theoretically, a pool could push through four teams if it was super even. Yeah, if it was super even as well. So they like did a, a simulated draw. Four draws could theoretically actually probably push through all four but yeah they did a simulated draw to show you what it would look like so pool a russia wales scotland brazil so that pool's obviously getting so this is so that the whole talk about it is that it's obviously a way to also jigger the system that russia gets into the knockout games okay so okay so scotland will be there sort of okay yeah because the the theoretical, the so the twelfth seed, so they Russia will be in the pool with the eighth seed, the twelfth seed, well the sixth seed, the twelfth seed, and them, and then the twenty fourth seed or whatever. I assume. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, I mean, this should have had Alex Troffing because their pool B is New Zealand, France, Portugal, and Namibia. So I feel like that gives Namibia a shot at getting through. Yeah, like, that does, because I reckon Namibia, well, I presume Russia are going to throw, if they end up hosting the World Cup, they're going to sort of 
Their pool's going to literally be like Russia, Brazil, Namibia, Portugal. No, but they're going to sort of throw some investment into it. Yeah. I, I quite like watching sort of the minnows play at the World Cup. No, but it's definitely I, I, I'd always said the, they should do it sort of the other way. They should run the World Cup like they do the Sevens tournaments. Just, oh, and, have a have that. Yeah, so basic, basically you play to the end. Like no matter where, mm. no matter what happens in the World Cup, you have a you have a place. So once knockout starts, then you'd start, one side runs for the shield, the other side runs for the plate. Well, yeah, the one side, yeah. So, so you kind of, so at at so say you have, whatever it is, even let's just do this example. So it's twenty four. So at halfway, then the pool split, and but then you have two sort of mm. concurrent but separate tournaments, and then once again, whoever loses in the quarterfinals, once again that splits, and then yeah. you're playing for like, then you go the shield, the plate, the ball, the cup, whatever. Okay, no, and don't... then. Then afterwards, you can say, okay, I came 14th in this World Cup or whatever. Mm. And then that, then that gets like at least Namibia and then can play five, six games, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, for Namibia, that's definitely worth it to be able to play that many games. But I don't know. I think I think it's also better for the fans. Because imagine you book your, you book your tickets, your team gets knocked out, and then you have to go watch, you know, teams you don't actually support play so essentially what you're talking about is uh, as an irish fan or well, you know, as, as an irish fan who, who bought a, a semi-ticket a semi-final sort of thing yeah, yeah but then instead you go watch ireland's uh, plate semi-final or whatever it is yeah you try and swap follow around and see if you can swap a ticket with someone somewhere yeah or you just all the way you you structure tickets is you buy a ticket for South Africa's fifth game or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I like this system. Yeah, I like. Uh, to 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 me, this system makes a lot more, especially in the the kind of the right where Namibia is kind of they probably playing sort of fifteen games a World Cup cycle. So at least give them more games and stuff like it all. Yeah. It will help those players as well get more exposure, more mm, because obviously because you know saying. A Namibian player is not probably going to not get signed after playing against New Zealand because, you know, they're so out of their depth. But if you, you watch Namibia play Canada, Namibia play Russia, Namibia play Portugal, you'll probably end up like the, you know, the clubs in England or D2 France or whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll see these players and then, you know, they can, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, it's a massive exposure game. Yeah. So well, they all just end up at the Bulls somehow. Yeah, and somehow, somehow the bull side, half the Portuguese side. Like. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, definitely. I can see that happening. Um, mm. Should we? I think that sort of wraps up news. Do you want to discuss quickly? So, Australia. I think, or actually, actually, let me just say this quickly. I got to watch the, or not got to, but I set aside and watched the Gloucester-Bristol game. And I think I'm slowly becoming... If I have to pick a premiership side, it's going to be a it's going to be Bristol at this rate. Is it does it count as bandwagoning? Are they doing better now? Am uh, I am well, I, yeah, am, well, I they, you, am I you jumping on the Blues train? I didn't jump on the Blues. I jumped off the Blues oh, train. Yeah, you jumped, jumped off the Blues train from the Highlanders. Um, after they won one game. <laughs> after they won one game, I think I've won. I think the Bears have won two games. So I'm a little yeah. bit more discerning. Uh, no, I, I do think uh, I like what Bristol are doing. Like they are a bit sort of innovative and they've committed to a very attacking style of rugby. Yeah, which I think 
it's just easier for someone in the southern hemisphere to watch yeah that bristol gloucester derby is that's a big derby because bristol's actually i think it's in gloucester actually oh shit yeah so it's very it's like a very um it's like their local derby so it's a oh, good one. nice it was a good game and yes uh bristol's big signing of semi rendrandra was a fucking beast that game jesus he was a highlights machine yeah fuck he's big eh? what oh. are you he's not big big but they uh, so also one thing i like about bristol they have like th- his beard's not like alone they're like three beards equal to his size mm. so I, f- I feel like i can respect the team especially even that the one's like a massive ginger beard yeah you had some thing to point out though matt i don't know how you feel about this bristol are currently the only team in the premiership without a south africa you know what i actually respect that i'll take that yeah no you you got it as as a as a as, a, as someone who's cheered for the sun wolves yeah well they full of south africans but... yeah true <laughs> it's, a, you, it's a it's a pleasant change of pace you, you cheered for the japanese players though. yeah i, I exclusively Thanks. cheered for him and and, and Haydor. Haydor yeah. and Michael Leach. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the... no. Uh, yeah, but Rodrigo had a cheap as he had a good game. Yeah, because he... he's, so, he's so balanced. Eh? He is running. Ooh, he's so... When he runs, it's so good to watch. And Like, even there was one where like he got ankle tapped and he was essentially going down and he just got the perfect little offload flex still going. No, I can't yeah. remember if it did result in if that was one of the two try assists or not, but it was fucking but, but he... magical to watch. But it's like all the Fijians have it. Like they don't actually look like they're running that fast, but people just can't catch them. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Like, what, physics applied differently to them. Or yeah. Something. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because they're so close to the bottom or whatever. Like, you know, gravity kind of uh, yeah. holds them. Or like yeah. No, but yeah, he's very good. No, definitely he's heat, and I think I might stick with him for the next while. Yeah, as as I as I said off air, I I also support Bristol because I bandwagon. Yeah, fair. Um, I think I'm bandwagoning no, no, right no, now. My, my my uncle played for Bristol, so yeah. I've always supported them. No fair, because they've they've only been or they came up from relegation like two three seasons ago, didn't they? Yeah, like I think it might have been last season, but they 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 someone bought them and they dropped a lot of money into it. But yeah. apparently they're still well within the salary cap. Yeah, which. They're very happy that everyone thinks they're not because that just shows how shrewd they've been with their spending, they, they say. Yeah, I don't know. But good for them. Yeah. So from that, let's quickly do our bread and butter, and that is Aussie rugby. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I actually I didn't watch this. Yeah, no, so let's do the fir- I'll do the first one quickly. The force, and angry with myself. Yeah, the force were playing a game of rugby with the Reds for about 55 minutes. And then, yeah, shape. Then it just went pear-shaped. Tate the Great got involved. Tate the Great and James O'Connor. If you look at the, if you look at the key events, it's try uh, conversion James O'Connor, try Tate McDermott, conversion James O'Connor, try Tate McDermott, conversion James O'Connor. Try James O'Connor. Conversion James O'Connor. Then Hegarty managed to get on the board. Hegarty actually had a good little break. I was yeah. like, fuck, Andrew must be frothing. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no. It, like, I felt bad because it's... Like, the, the, oh, for, the force... But uh, it's, it's that 60-minute thing that Alex was talking about as well. Because it was. It's around 55 minutes or so where they were behind by two tries. 
not even two tries they were behind a try technically and then that they went behind two tries and then just the wheels fell off it's it's a weird thing like i don't know if it's like what it is exactly but when you talk about like like coaches talk about this it's like controllables because yeah. you know you can't control how talented you are you can't you can't be tate mcdermott you can't be james o'connor but one thing you can control is how fit you are yeah and if i don't i don't know this might there might be a mental thing with the force but to me they just seem to run out of gas way too early but i think that's that is a conditioning but it's also it's not a conditioning thing you can you could have fixed in the month they got heads up, or the two months they heads up, they yeah, got. It's like a match fitness sort of thing. Yeah, but now they should they should have kind of. Now they this is nearly done. Super Rugby AU, I think is. They, two more. I think yeah, it's next week and the week after. But they have oh, got a. So, but then it's it's final season, the final series. Or the whatever. final series, yeah. So yeah, so let's. I'm also just going to point out the Tars got drummed by the Brumbies, and so the Tars. Tars now are looking to beat the Rebels. They need to beat the Rebels with a bonus point to be then six points clear of them on the log so that the Rebels can't catch them and kick them out of finals. Oh, when when the Rebels smack the force. Yeah. So the Tars need to beat the Rebels. Yeah, the Tars need to beat the Rebels with a bonus point to be six points clear yeah, that's how it works out. Six points clear the Rebels for the following week so the Rebels can't catch them regardless of how well they play. Okay. But how, how good would have this competition been if the Force weren't there? I mean, or the Force just got given three months to prep. Yeah. Like if yeah, the Force yeah. had been given enough of a heads up, like keep the players they've got, keep the players they've managed to sign. That's fine, but just make them fit. I mean, the players they've got haven't looked terrible. They've just got tired and gave away discipline issues which is generally a fitness thing at the end of the match yeah i guess so um but yeah so so do you do you know how the the final series works for this i, th- I don't know if they're just dropping one team and then playing or if they're playing because because two I, and three I, play each other well yeah i, 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 I thought then... it was like one and two get a bye then two and three play each other I mean, one and one and two get a bye, then three and four play each other, then the winner of three and four plays two, while one still gets a bye, something like that. No, but that's bullshit because then one is going to be yeah undercooked. No, but undercooked maybe by the time. I know, I know one gets one bye. Like at one bye is fine. One bye is a good rest. Two byes, you're going to be so undercooked. Yeah, but let me just see. So it must just be maybe it's just the first three. Yeah, because that also that sounds like how baseballs. Uh, playoff series works like yeah I, I quite like that sixth, if fifth and sixth if, play each other then they play through to fourth fourth place and then they play third place then they play second place and then they have the final so like the first who finished the season at one just waits to see who comes for them at the end yeah like the sort of the the king of the castle yeah okay but, let's see if someone can explain this to me explain to me like a five-year-old how does super rugby au yeah um two matches for a weekend so they just say final series okay final series three conference winners jesus no that that can't make sense oh no okay no no that that's currently how super i was gonna say how how, 
how did they manage to keep the conference system? And how are they going to lose this? Con- how are they going to lose their tournament to the Jaguars without even having played them? That would be so classic Australia. Each team's its own conference. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, so, yeah. No Mitchell, one... Mitch, what what will happen is Mitch will listen to us now, not understand yeah, what's yeah, going I mean, on, and expect... correct us in the, in the WhatsApp group. In the WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, so Mitch, we the ball's in your court, the oddly shaped. Series, finals, series. Spain. Yeah. Yeah, Brumbies have sealed it at 23. And yeah, so... Tars and Rebels are fighting for third place. Brumbies on 23 and Reds are on 21. Okay, okay. So it's just like a mini version of what I said then. Yeah, so it does seem to be then now. Yeah. So, so, think... so, so it's two place three and then the winner of that place one. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That, I feel that that's that, the Yeah, that still feels unnecessary. They should have just done like New Zealand did and was just like, cool, we've all played each other twice. We've drummed you all. This team managed to only get one game against us, so we win, and then we break a trophy. Chiefs, Chiefs lose. Chiefs lose. Chiefs didn't win a single one, hey? Yeah. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shame. So, also, let's do this. In the spirit of Alex, I wonder if he's even going to do a winners and losers this week on Facebook. No, probably not. Probably not, sir. So. At the moment, you know, making policy or whatever he does. Yeah, drafting policy. At a level mm. two, so um, we've I found a top uh, the, so the five best. I'm going to do half of Alex's job and just plagiarize someone else as well. So five losers, I suppose, just pick three force players, two tires players at your choice, and then five winners. Hannigan. Hannigan, fair. Uh, five winners. Let's see. Starting with James O'Connor. Well, yeah, shit. We saw how he set up tries. How he scored tries this weekend and not bad off the boot. I think he might play 10 for the Wallabies. Well, I mean, who, who else is he against? That's well, what I was thinking as well. It's well, like him or Tamu. Uh, yeah, because Harrison's a child. Yeah, I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if... But the problem is O'Connor's, they say he's 30. So, to, what, to be 30 to ride out the next three years... Or six, six then. I suppose he could ride out the next three years for the World Cup. He's a young 30 as well. Yeah. No, no, he's not a young 30. He's a burnt out 30. He's, he's lived a hard 30 to get to 30. Yeah. Well, fuck. He's been playing professional rugby for 12 years. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to hurt you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, Is he in that funny pony squad thing? What pony squad? The... Players of national interest thing. Oh, um, yeah, I think he was in that. Okay. Yes, I think he was in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's here's a comment where they're saying the the, the fly-off debates largely around Matt Tamua, Will Harrison, and Noah Lolelisio, so not O'Connor at all. Oh. But yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I think if. I think O'Connor with Noah behind him might not be the worst choice for going forward. Yeah, oh, I guess it's one of these things, like at the moment it is all a bit of a throwaway thing, like is it worth kind of investing games into O'Connor and then 
you know, if O'Connor's not your guy in the World Cup, you suddenly you've blooded no one else. Because yeah. I think that was sort of their problem with Foley, that they dropped all this time into Foley. And then Foley just was and no then, longer Iceman. Well, it turns out, yeah, he just kind of lost his lost his nerve a bit or whatever, and then they were just kind of stuck without a proper fly half. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe they'll make the hopefully they make the same mistake again. Yeah. So next one on the list, Pete Summer had an immense game for the uh, Brumbies. I like him. He's a nice little ball carrier, big back row. He's oh, one of the back rowers I like in Australia. I actually think Australia's producing some quite good back rowers at the moment. Hmm. So it's him, Izzy, or Izzy, Harry, sorry. Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson, yeah. No, they've got a decent... They like could Hoop, actually make quite a nice back row, actually. Hooper's still not, like, out of it. Hooper's not out of it, but I, I want to look past Hooper now. But I think Hooper's got a bit of the Sam Kane thing. Like, they've overly invested in Hooper. Yeah. When it's kind of closed them to other potential opportunities. Yeah, no, definitely. And then next on the list, my favorite player in Australia... Tupo. Yeah. No, no fault there. He had an excellent offload actually, in the in the game. Yeah, I, I I sometimes wonder a bit about his primary skills as a. Prop. Look, he's not he's not the best scrummager. Every now and then he does do a little bit of a masterclass and does scrummage. Yeah, no, no, no. Like he's strong, but I just think technically, like it's probably somewhere where he could improve. Yeah. But I mean, so that's also the problem with being in Australia. They've never been the most technical scrummagers. Yeah. So they, they generally get... They, they were good when they had... Scrumming tactics are bad. They were good when they had Ledesma as their scrum coach. Yeah. And then, let's yeah. see. Obviously, next is Tate McDermott, who you heard me mention how many tries he scored. Yeah, has he actually got a wallaby cap yet? I wonder. Because he wouldn't be a bad shot as well. No, I, th- I think he's kind of assured at the moment because... Who else have they got at nine, yeah? Well, yeah, it was um, Genia during the World Cup. and Nick White, Joe Powell. These are so... And they got like, that, Lawrence, that Lawrence chap with the massive biceps. Yeah, but he's been, like, busted for, like, steroid use, like, twice. Oh, shit, yeah. Fair. Um, no, he's got uh, Australian under-20s. Five caps in 2018. Who, Tate or Lawrence? McDermott. Yeah. No, no. No, I wasn't one. I'm sure oh, he's, he's yeah. committed to Australia. I didn't think. Mm, no, no. I'm sure he is, I but I'm just saying he's, so he's not capped. Yeah, he's not capped, so to speak. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get capped, though. Yeah. And then last on the list, Tom Wrights. They love a league converter. They really do. The problem is, I think. Dalgoon, I suppose you couldn't the, to have the list being four reds would have been ridiculous, but yeah. No, no, Tom, Tom Wright is good. He's got a good, good vision. I like the he runs good lines as well, and he, he's stronger in the tackle than than he looks. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I actually, um, Tom Wright is on the pony list. They do highlight here that uh, Tom Wright is on the pony list. I quite like him as a as a wing as well. Yeah, well, that's, I think, where he played this weekend, if I remember correctly. Oh, he played a lot of wing, but, like, I think he originally came over as a center, so... Yeah, but that's all the league converts. They always put them in at center and, and let them get I saw, I remember saying that Sonny Bull played flank in league. Yeah, but, like, 
like aren't the team aren't the like positions upside down there anyway? So like flank and center are sent essentially interchangeable skills in league. Yeah, because yeah. there was that. What was that I other? I really don't know a lot about league. That yeah. other big cat that came for uh, Burgess that played for England. They essentially put him in. At, he must started at flank, at whatever Premiership club, and then. Yeah, but then they did like his first game at centre was for England or whatever. Yeah, like, then they like go play centre yeah. for England, and then play the World Cup for England at centre. Yeah, it was that was ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think we can call that a that. Yeah. Thanks. Try and keep this under an hour for this week. We've managed oh. to go almost an hour. <laughs> of course. For, for a quick one. Oh, sorry guys, not the not the most high energy session, but it was a nice. I think it was a nice smooth smooth, lo-fi beat. This was the lo-fi beats to study yeah, to. You, you can save podcasting. You can save this one to um to like fall asleep to or just you know when you just want to mellow out on a light pod. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, thank you for listening this far. If you have, and hopefully one day. We'll have Adam back. I think he's officially unbanned now. Hey? He can come back. Have we unbanned him? I don't know. Should we? I feel like we should. I feel bad. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's our unbanning. I think it's the Natalie unbanning that he needs. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> we won't say that. My wife would also be super embarrassed if I made a mistake like Adam did. Yeah, no, definitely. She would not be jazzed with you. Anyway, yeah. let's say... Thank you for listening. Find us on all the social medias. And yeah, cheers, guys. Cool.